You're listening to Wait Your Scout with Anna Skipworth. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, episode four of series two. Uh, this week I'm talking to Mark, also known as Big Man in the Woods. If you've not seen his uh, Facebook, his uh, blogging and vlogging, then I highly recommend it. Um, so we caught up while he was at the, now make sure I get this right, the Caravan and Motorhome Clubs um, show at the NEC Birmingham. So we caught up with him while he was on the road and just had a chat about his scouting and big man in the woods and everything that goes on with that. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. Great. So, hi, Mark, and thank you so much for joining me on uh, Wait, You're a Scout. Hello, how are we doing? Good, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so, should we start with uh, why you're tired at the moment? <laughs> Location. Have a busy week. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... I'm in this strange place called Birmingham, um, and I had to get my passport to get through because I left London. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> the reason I'm in Birmingham at the NEC, um, and I'm I'm with the camp. Oh, I've got to get this right because I tell you a secret. When I worked them last year, I told the arch rival caravan club their name. They have really similar names, and I got the wrong wrong brand so i got in trouble i got sponsored by them um so yeah i'm with i'm with the camping motorhome club um okay. so they're at the nec doing the camping caravan motorhome show at the nec and i'm here all week uh, i'm doing uh, can you believe this i'm doing five demos a day um but today it turned into kind of just a rolling talk um and i'm teaching about um mainly about getting kids in camping um, it kind of is a bit of bushcraft when we go start talking and digging into that, but it's just about encouraging how parents can get kids outdoors camping. Um, and I'm, I'm here all week at the NEC and it is, yeah, it's amazing, but it's, it's really tiring. And today was day one and I must've talked to about 40 kids. Um, and they were like, wow, this is amazing. Like you can do this. And yeah, it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, I'm knackered. Yeah. It's only day one. I've got six more days. I'm like, wow. <laughs> keeping that energy up as well. That's what people forget when you're like dealing with that many kids getting excited. You have to match their energy. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and they're like, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Oh, this is a knife. Hey, that, no, it's not a knife. But yeah, uh, that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calm. So um, obviously you're there as big man in the woods. But yeah. how did, I suppose... I suppose we'll start with like the scout side. So how did you get into scouting? Because that's sort of where it all came from, right? It did. But I, I'll ha- tell you a confession. I only done beavers for two weeks. And that's it. <laughs> Apparently Gosh. I didn't like it. I cried. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's what my mum said. So I, uh, I cried and cried and cried. And then went back. Um, and that was it. I never got into scouting never done clubs, nothing like that. Um, and it was about 16, 17 years ago. I was yeah. at, at my hospital where I work. Um, and one of the doctors was telling me that her kids have joined scouts. Um, and I like kind of uh, going to the woods and, and camping and that kind of thing. And, and she reckons I would have been a, a good scout leader. And at the time I was kind of like, no, I'm doing professional radio. Um, so I was, I was doing hospital during the day. I was doing radio at night. I have no time. And what's the scouting stuff all about? You know, nothing. 
Um, and then uh, about 14 years ago, we moved to London, um, me and my girlfriend, my wife now, that's scary. Um, and we, we moved to London, I had no friends at all in London, like we came from a different area. And, and then suddenly this kind of conversation popped into my head about the doctor saying, you should join scouts and meet friends. Um, and you've heard the quote before, isn't it? The rest is history. Yeah. Send an email off to the to the DC. He invites me. Where did he meet me? In a pub, as they always happen. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, like, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't think I'd, I'd last that long, to be honest. I didn't really know what I was going to take on. And neither did my, my wife, uh, my girlfriend at the time, kind of. She was like, no, nah, you're going to get bored. This isn't really for you. Um, yeah. And that's it, isn't it? Like you get the bug um and what are we now 14 15 years later i'm doing these amazing talks um uh yeah it's it's amazing from like a little small seed that was planted from a, a random conversation that you have at work um and and like the stuff that i do you know the stuff that i do as well um and and here i am in the nec i do stuff with bear grills it's just amazing yeah so where did the idea for Big Man in the Woods come from? Because it's, I mean, it's quite a big step going from like scout leader, hour, two hours, I say that loosely, a week, <laughs> to then go into, oh, I'm going to have this whole persona and this thing online and do this stuff. Like, where did, where did that come from? <laughs> it started actually on my training when I was doing my would-be training. I met a, a, um, a training advisor named Ray and um, you, you know, you always have to tell something about your past or three lies or something like whatever it was. I can't remember the game that we had, icebreaker kind of thing. And I said that I worked on professional radio. So I, was, I worked on Capital, I've worked on Heart, I had done a whole lot of um, radio stations. And he was like, oh man, I want to start up a podcast. And do you think you can help me? So I was like, yeah, I can. That's my kind of my thing. I can help you. And then I was kind of um, helping him, and he said, like, why don't you be a co-host on my podcast called Urban Bushcraft? Um, I was like, okay, cool. So we did we did that for, I don't know, two years, something like that. Um, I've got to word this correctly, <laughs> but someone sowed a seed in my head saying, look, why don't you start your own podcast up and kind of talk about your personal experiences? Because if you do a co-host really hard to always talk about what you want to talk about um, and you might have different feelings yeah. about things um, so this kind of new podcast was in the back of my head and I was like oh, I've no idea what it's going to be about what, what am I going to talk about I don't know and it was about when podcasting was just kicking off in the UK so not many people knew what a podcast was um, so I kind of thought yeah yeah I'm going to do this podcast go with the flow but what am I going to call it? You know, like, and that's the hardest thing, isn't it? Like thinking of a name. What am I going to? I don't want to call it the Mark Yates Show. Like, be <laughs> something. And um, it was just like someone mentioned my nick, like a name, nickname at work. Like, hey, big man, hey, big man, because I'm tall, I'm six three, fat, like a proper scout leader, <laughs> like bacon sandwiches. Uh, and this kind of big man was always mentioning him, and random people would call me big man because I was working with tiny people, so it made, made me look even bigger. <laughs> uh, 
And then I don't I I don't know how the in the woods bit got added. I don't know. I must have spoken to someone and Yeah. Yeah. That kind of happens, you know. So podcasting for a few years. Um and then I was starting working with brands. So brands wanted to be on my show, me talking about their 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 um gear and stuff. And then I would get them saying, Oh, could you show the product? Like I can put a photo on a podcast. That's that's kind of all I can do. Yeah, it's it's quite hard to, to video on a podcast. It doesn't yeah. <laughs> and, and how do you describe a fire still? Um it, it's got a red handle. Uh it's really, really difficult, isn't it? So, so big brands were asking me to to do visual YouTube vlogs and stuff, and kind of, I'd done vlogs, and then I realised actually vlogging is really hard compared to podcasting. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into podcasting. Um, you got to edit it, you have got to promote it, and stuff like that as well. But with a podcast, no one knows what you look like. So if you're having a rough day. And your hair's a mess and, and whatever. Like, yeah. no one knows, do they? <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Oh, yeah. the lighting. I've got to get the lighting right. It's, it's like, uh, this is proving a bit more difficult than what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I can't edit on the go. So I was, I was reading a lot of blogs. So I had this idea, oh, I'll start blogging. I'll write instead. But I think I'm dyslexic. Like I've never been done, but my spelling is atrocious. My wife, as a teacher, will say, oh, you misspelled that. And most of my social media, <laughs> I post something, and then someone will say, oh, you misspelled that. So I've got to edit it. So I thought, oh, this isn't working now. Like, my blog, spelling is atrocious. Something's got to give. So I had to knock off the podcast, like, yeah, working, family, scouts, the Bush Scout stuff that I do, podcasting, blogging, blogging, county trainer. My like, oh god, I got to give something up. And sadly, the the podcast got knocked off about two years ago. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm blogging and vlogging. Well, vlogging more than blogging. But but someone asked me the other week, as you know, can you bring back the podcast? So I'm like, oh man. <laughs> then 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 I was thinking, oh, <laughs> I can't. I really want it, but I can't. But your YouTube channel is like incredibly popular and not just scout-wise, is it? I mean, you're not technically at a, I'd say, scout event this weekend. You've actually got like a whole other audience as well. Yeah, yeah. so the Big Man in the Woods isn't really, it is scouting, but it's not all about scouting. And it's not like endorsed by Scouting Association. And I don't, I don't, have to go anything via the Scout Association, but you know, I, I respect the POR and rules and things like that, so I won't do anything that will that will conjure into indicate anything like that. Um, but yeah, I can talk about whatever I want. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> like, where am I going? And the directions are kind of it, like the last year has been directed more scouty. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird because. Like you say, I talked to scout leaders, and then today I had a whole load of kind of non-scout leader parents and stuff talking to me, and the, the, the kids go to forest schools, or they've just been doing things like I've been telling them just to go into the garden and um, get a fire pit, like make one from Poundland like I did, out of frying pan, and, and do stuff in the garden with the kids as well. So I kind of got an audience from from 
the parent kind of point of view as well as scouting. So how do you, I know you said like, you know, before you had to sort of drop the podcast, but how do you balance it all? Because obviously you have family and work and life and then this up. Like it's, it's a huge juggling act. Like, how do you, how do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. And when I talk to people, people at work are like, you know, how, how do you do the stuff that you do? But I think when you have a passion, something that you really love, you'll, you'll make the time. There's always the time. Um, so I'm kind of lucky that my kids are still young and they go to bed at kind of half seven, eight o'clock. My wife's a teacher, so she'll go up to her office uh, and do homework and whatever. So kind of in the evening from like nine o'clock till midnight is kind of my working time when I'm editing or getting vlog ideas and stuff like that. So it's really hard, but I don't know. But like I said, it, you have a real strong passion about something. You'll, you'll make time and do it, you know. Um, and this week is really hard for me. I've never been away from home for a whole week. Um, but my wife knows how much I get out of this. Yeah. Um, and it means quite a lot to you, doesn't it? You know, I mean, it's, I'm not just doing it just, just to do it. Like, it's really hard to explain, isn't it? Like, yeah. Why, like, why, why do you do something when you don't, when you, you don't get paid for it? And like, why would you want to do it but because you love it and it's about giving back isn't it like giving back not to the just the community but the wider you know you know your listeners around the podcast isn't just in 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 england or just in london you'll get different countries and and countries you have to google because <laughs> you've never heard of them before and so then you start having this audience around the world and then they start messaging you and kind of going oh, I've got a problem with this, or could you recommend a bit of gear, or what? what's your views on this? And then you're thinking, actually, like, people that are on the other side of the world are listening to my vlogs and reading my blogs, so maybe I am making an impact on just one person. Um, and I think that's why uh, you just love it so much, and you just want to do more and more and more and more. Um, but work-life balance is very important, though, is it? Like... There are times where I don't do anything, like just take whole weekends off and kind of go, actually, like this is family time. Um, and you just have to, otherwise you're going to get yourself burnt out. Like, you know, leaders, I know leaders that are like camping every weekend or they're doing something and you're like, wow, this man. <laughs> do you know that woman that you live with is your wife? Like, and I, if I could, I, I would do that. But I think when you do something so often you kind of start losing the passion of it because it becomes start of a chore rather than like something enjoyable so there are times when I kind of gone you know what I've just got to take time off um but not from scouting which is the weirdest part isn't it like when I've had my kids I've always taken a month off and then by about week two I'm like yep <laughs> I want to go back like <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? And then you go back and you're like, actually, like, yeah, these kids, what? Yeah, maybe I should have stayed at home. But it's that passion, isn't it? Yeah. And you said about like, with scouting, you've got more than just your scout leader role, haven't you? You do a couple of your other bits as well. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, you need, this is a game for you, isn't it? You need to find a host, or no, a co host with the most amount of extra uh, roles in scouting, like a league yeah. table. 
I do need to start that. I have been thinking about it because some people, it's like when you then, when I interviewed uh, Laura a few episodes ago, she actually said to me after like, oh, Anna, I missed some. I've also got this role and that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right, so uh, group scout leader. Um, I guess I'm assistant scout leader now. I've demoted myself. So assistant scouts every week. Um, local training manager. County training advisor. Part of the SASU unit for Bush Scout. First response. Six. Okay. Not too bad. No, that's that's quite a... That's quite a low number, isn't it? Yeah. It's not double numbers. <laughs> it's when you've got people like, oh, well, I'm uh, these roles in this group and then these roles in that group. And I'm with another group. Yeah. And yeah, I'm over with another group and another group. Like, wow. But at least, you, you know, you've got your sort of, I suppose with being um, DSL, you've almost got that, like, your regular sort of, okay, you go down as the assistant scout leader and you do yeah. that bit and the DSL role and then the others, I'm guessing are a bit less every week. Yeah, so the local training manager is kind of more WhatsApp, email kind of helping them rather than having to sit down every week. And we try, it's really hard, isn't it, like to say we're going to, as you know, we're going to meet next Monday and we're going to do our training because I'm working or my kids are, something has some kids and that person's stuck in traffic or working or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of cool as a as a the method that we use, kind of typing away, WhatsApping, something like that. Um, so yeah, local training manager isn't a weekly thing as a county. Um, county is I don't know how many. I think I meant to do four or six camps or something a year. Um, I don't do that many. <laughs> but at least then you've got that sort of. It, again, it's the balance, isn't it? You were saying, like, you can dip in and out of some stuff and then you've got your regular as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't think I'd not be able to do scouting every week. Yeah. you gotta, you got to do it. you got to do it. And I think as well, there's some roles where it's like, even the, I'm not scouting every week, you're still doing things like every other night of the week. Oh, God, there's the admin or something, isn't there? Yeah. 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 I think it's the two hours off, isn't it? The hour and a half a week. <laughs> Yeah, that is your free time. <laughs> two hours, uh, yeah. They've misprinted it, isn't it? Two hours a week. Two hours, <laughs> yeah, only two hours that you're not doing scouts. So we've sort of skated around sort of what you do for work. So what is your day job as such? Ah, see, I don't really tell people my day job. <laughs> so this could be a bit of a confession. So people know I'm medical. Yeah. People know I work in an operating theatre. Uh, people know I do anaesthetics, so put people to sleep, yeah, or bring them back from the dead. The CPR. I'm yeah. doing. I'm doing CPR, <laughs> virtual CPR, and it doesn't really work on a podcast, does it? Not really. No, but for everyone listening, there were hand movements there of like. <laughs> That's compressions. Sure. Compressions. Um, so yeah, I kind of, um, I work in a private hospital. Um, I can't, I'm not we, uh, for for my contract. To be honest, I'm not really allowed to tell where I work. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, kind of medical anaesthetics stuff. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I've done enough. since since leaving school. Um, hospitals has, has been my my um, passion, my second passion. So yeah, leaving school, didn't go to college, didn't go to uni. I did go back to uni for my school, uh, for my what I do for work. Um, but yeah, hospital is my daytime job. An evening job. Oh, 
shift work. It's quite a, a different side to like the whole scout thing of like being quite outdoorsy and getting a bit messy in a hospital. In my head, like I always imagine it's really like clean and quite like, you know, you've got to have your structure and do all that stuff. It's, it's, not, bit... it's not clean. It's <laughs> well, not, no, it's not it's as clean. Surfaces are clean, but it can get very messy. Let's put it mud messy if that makes sense less mud more blood oh that's a good quote isn't it <laughs> good branding use it as a tagline isn't it less yeah. mud more blood i like that you can have that one thanks <laughs> so one of the uh new features we have on the podcast is um every two weeks our guest will answer a question posed by the previous guest and ask one for the person following them Hopefully that made sense. Um, so Mia, who is our uh, was our Danish scout on last time, asked, "How does scouting help you in your everyday life?" Quite a good question. Good question. How does it help in my everyday life? Like what skills from it and that sort of vibe. No fire lighting at work. Like <laughs> the medical gases boom will blow up. Um, I think I've I've used it in both like both reversals so scouting in my work is good team management um i think when people think of scouts they think of young people yeah straight away but as a leader you start working out that it's not just about young people is it it's about leaders yeah in your group in your district in your county and dealing with them as well and dealing with parents so so scouting has helped me a lot dealing with with people at work um and all the different personalities and stuff you get at, at work and in your workplace as well so kind of thinking in a different way i think people skills and people management has helped me in in scouting because at work i'm, I'm dealing with different people but scouting is Oh, different backgrounds, different ages, different cultures, different experiences, um, yeah. and a massive variety of people that you meet. Um, so, so probably for me, off the top of my head, I would say people skills and people management has, has helped me. That's really cool, actually. I, you know, you don't always like think of it that way. Of like, actually, it's not always the the practical stuff that gets you. It's the actually just have to deal with other people in general because you're all volunteering for the same thing. It's like when you're at school and everyone's like, oh, you know, you've got to work with people you might not get, always get on with. You're like, oh, but I'm volunteering with them as well. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a different one, isn't it? You know, people are giving up their time and you've got to kind of respect that, haven't you, as well? Yeah. But then you kind of got, you've still got a role and you've still got work and you've still got training to do. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> so, Mark, what is your question for our next guest? Good question. <laughs> scouty related. Uh, it can be scouty or non-scouty. It's up to you. There's no rules as such. My question. Oh man, I need to think of this one. <laughs> What's the fastest food in the world? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm. No, even... that's a crap question, isn't it? That's not. That's more of <laughs> a joke. <laughs> It's gone, I, was, I, was a bit, I, was, I was surprised at the non-scoutiness of it. I was a bit like, oh, okay, to be by uh, surprise. Shall I uh, ask the scout question then? 
Okay. Well, if you want to, we can okay. go for another question. <laughs> let's let's ask a scouty question, and I'll make it practical skills then, because that's what everyone knows me. Um, your favorite way of lighting a fire? Ooh, that's good. Okay. There's, there's loads, isn't there? So many, yeah. Other than you know the normal match. <laughs> Matches. Matches are banned. Like, Anna, answer it now. Go on, you answer it. Uh, for me, um, oh, I'm trying to think. I did fire last week as well. I know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? The one that always really gets me is the um, the steel wall and the battery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's one of those ones that the first time I saw it, it was actually the leader. Like, oh, my God, I've never thought of putting those two together. Like, when you're so, like, in that scout mind frame, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. hey, all the, the wood and this, that and the other. And I was like, oh, you mean I could get that thing from the washing up box and, like, the battery out of a, a <laughs> lamp and just, oh, that works too. Like, you just don't think about those yeah, things. I, there's, yeah, there's so many simple things a way of lighting a fire. But one of the things that you um, also do on your like blogs and stuff is uh, yeah. sort of like the how to do things almost on the cheap. Yeah, Where and that's been my selling from? point at, at the the, uh, the show today at the NEC is uh, is is doing like you say, doing stuff on the on the cheap. Because um, camping, as we know, can be really expensive. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was walking around the show today, and you're like, what? For, do you know, I'm not going to mention the brand, right? Yeah. A windbreak. You know a windbreak to go around your thing? Three panels. Um, and it's in a... Oh, this might give the brand away. It's air poles. Okay. So metal yeah. poles. It's made out... I'm trying to be really careful, right? <laughs> so three. And it's not, it's not anything exciting it's just a, a windbreak and i was like oh that's, that looks really cool until i saw the price how much do you think for a windbreak oh i don't know maybe 15 pounds up really up. uh 25 up 35 up 50 75 <laughs> for a windbreak what wow okay moving along <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't do, I don't, I don't buy that stuff. I, I, I'm a regular visitor to Poundland. I love Poundland. You can buy so much camping stuff, not the equipment. The yeah. Poundland, <clears throat> it's not very good. <laughs> like <laughs> the knives, the knives that they were selling two years ago, really blunt, really dangerous. Um, yeah. But like making things, so fire lighting gear, getting makeup pads um, or Vaseline or um, tea lights. Yep. Making your fire lighters that way. Um, what we're talking about today, I was talking about making um, a vlog that I did about a tinder grader. So it's making wood shavings using a pencil sharpener. Yep. You buy two for a quid in uh, Tiger and Poundland and all that kind of stuff. Um, using a, a, t um, a telescopic pipe to blow the campfire. Okay. So instead yeah. of getting down and wafting it or, or getting your face and blowing, from the comfort of your own armchair, you can sit there and get an extendable pole and you blow and it goes straight into the fire. Now, um, my friends at Beaver Bushcraft, I love Beaver Bushcraft, they sell it for like 12 quid or something. All right. But if you go to Poundland... <laughs> And buy a selfie stick 
or back scratcher. Yeah. Or an old car radio aerial. Yeah. You can make them out of that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's loads of things that you can make from Poundland for camping. Like my scouts make fire fire lighters at Poundland. Um, yeah. They're, they're, and I was trying to think outside the box as well. Like, yeah. what can I use this for? It's designed for this, but I can use it for for this purpose. Um, so I kind of yeah, I try and vlog about stuff that you can make yourself as well on the on the cheap. And particularly, my popcorn maker is going down really well today. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Is it Gilwa Reunion? Reunion. Yeah, I saw that going. I was like, that is great. That is better than the weird foil pan thing that I've seen people try and do, and it never quite works. And and today I was playing a game like trying to get people to work out how it's made, and I I don't think it's not obvious. It's a it's a broomstick with two sieves and a bit of coat hanger. I didn't even buy the metal wire. I got a coat hanger and just wrapped it around. Yeah. And then there's your popcorn maker, and people are like, "What?" It's it's like a really simple device that like when I did it at Scouts for the first time, like this isn't gonna work. And then what? You get this popcorn, instant popcorn. <laughs> Oh, my scouts love it. So most campsites yeah. now we're having popcorn. It's like, it's awesome. And I think it's why it gives it that like accessibility. So not just scouts, but like just getting kids outside at home. If you're, yeah. I think there can always be this fear of like, oh, but it's going to cost so much money to go camping and do that. Like you said, you know, a windbreaker for seventy five pound. If you're like, you know, <laughs> you might look at that and go, oh, well, that's camping out the window for us. Then we can't. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Some of the blog, like the blogs and vlogs you do about like actually you don't need to spend all the money on the earth just sort of opens up a whole door, doesn't it? It does. And, and buying secondhand army gear, like I've got my my gear here. I've got my rucksack here and that's an old army rucksack that cost me like, I don't know, six, seven quid or something. But if you go and buy a branded rucksack, which is exactly the same, that's going to cost you what? A hundred quid, hundred quid plus. Yeah. So why do you have to use this brand? Because everyone else, and I think that's a bit of my upbringing as a kid. Like we, we never had branded stuff and you don't need it. Um, and you can make a whole load of stuff yourself. So buy cheap, but don't buy too cheap. Yeah. It's the balance of like cheap and actually going to last. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it's like a camping knife. I, I've, this is like a, a big argument of mine like I respect camping knives they're really cool and I I'm not bitching about anyone or moaning about prices but people will, will buy kind of like a hundred pound plus camping knife and then they look at my more robust 11 pound knife and like what yours is 11 pounds and ours is 200 but it does the same job yeah and if you drop it in the forest or whatever I've lost twelve pounds rather than a hundred pound, two hundred pound knife. There's pros and cons. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. Do you know what I mean? No, but okay. I think if you're on a budget and you've got priorities like your family and and even as as a scout leader, isn't it? You can't just go and buy a whole load of stuff. You've got a budget. Yeah, you've, um, got, you've got the wish list of kit, and then the kit you're actually going to buy. <laughs> oh God, there's so much other we want to buy. Um, and like parachutes, isn't it? Like, I'll give you a tip. You know, you see everyone with parachutes. Yeah. 
well, what I did, I went straight to the parachute factory maker in Wales. Okay. And, and he went, the delivery is 75 quid. What? London to Wales is two and a bit hour drive, three hour drive, whatever. I'm free. So I, I drove to Wales and picked up parachutes free of charge. And it's just contacting companies, isn't it? And just like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm always one to send an email and be like, so you know, you've got like some discounts, but if I come to you directly, <laughs> yeah, exactly, cut out the middleman, yeah, yeah, and just keep mentioning scouts, 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 yeah. and then they kind of break, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think you can do a lot of things on the, on the cheap, you don't need all the branded gear and stuff like that. So, Mark, what I know you were at a show at the moment, but have you got anything else coming up in the next few months that people can come see you at, or any big plans at the moment? Uh, you put me on the spot, haven't you? <laughs> I ain't got my diary. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be at. Oh, this is this is awesome. I'm gonna be at the Isle of Wight Festival in in nice. August. There's something called Scout Fest. Um, it happened last year. And um, it, you, do you remember CBB's Dick and Dom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, Dick and Dom. I, I think it was Dick. I can't remember which one it was. Dom. <laughs> I don't know. One of them called me yeah. um, and invited me last year to, to do this kind of, um, it's called Wonderfest. So it's a big music festival in the Isle of Wight. And they tag on uh, what they call Scout Fest. So it's a festival about scouting, promoting scouting on the Isle of Wight. And the Isle of Wight scouts um, kind of do stuff like tents and, and invite scouts along to go camping. And they asked me to go along um, to do what I'm doing at the show. Um, cool. But <laughs> it's during the summer holidays. And it means if I went there for a whole week, I would come home for two days and then have to go on my summer holidays with my family. Um, I can't, I can't do a whole week. So I'm going to be there for a few days. Okay. Um, it's going to be kind of awesome for that. That's going to be cool. Um, Isle of Wight, uh, Scout Fest. Mention, mention big man in the woods and they'll, they'll, they'll look after you. I don't know <laughs> if you get a discount, I don't know, but mention big man in the woods. Um, get a spot for tents if you're down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be back at Gilwell Reunion. Always a good reunion with the with the guys at Bush Scout. Um, I've got some new things this year for for teaching fire lighting. Every year we try and do something different. Yeah. And people come up and go, "Wow, I haven't seen the washing machine fire." Um, and then a few years ago we bought the birthday cake. Um, yeah. Last year I did fire limbo. Um, and have you not? Did you not see fire limbo last year? Fire limbo. I was trying to work out how would you do I had a, vlog, uh, a request to do a vlog on how to set up the, the Scout Limbo. And every few days I've had three. It's been Storm Dennis and now Storm Clara and whatever. So I've not been able to get outside in the rain like, and do it. So I'm going to set up this vlog about how to set up your own fire limbo. Nice. It's not dancing limbo. <laughs> not, in my head, I'm assuming a bit like, um, is that on POR? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> We could, we could make a life science version of it, but no, this is this is a um, like team building about fire lighting and and the okay. processes of making a fire, um, uh, and and it's and it's a race. You got to, um, you basically, 
think of a fire limb uh, of a limbo. Yeah. Instead of the pole going across, that is sizal. Okay. And then the the the, the team scouts, beavers, whoever you're going to have to build up their fire from scratch and build it up big enough and tall enough to burn through the sizal. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Not fire limbo. <laughs> Maybe we could do that. And the first you, know, you, you know, reunion gets messy, doesn't it, on a Saturday night? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that, couldn't we? A live um, version. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be entertaining. Um... <laughs> Me, you, and that that other dodgy scout channel. Oh, you mean a uh, scout delic, yeah. <laughs> No, I said dodgy channel. We don't mention the name. You know, I'd be moaning about me. I know. There's some like weird sort of, I don't know, online beef starting between you two. And I'm like, no, I promote, I promote Mike so much. I'm getting emotional. Um, <laughs> I promote Mike so much. Scoundedelic. I tag him on my vlogs. And all he does to about me is be nasty about me. Aww. I think that me and the Scout Adelic relationship. <laughs> I'm sure you'll rekindle it at some point. You never know. Reunion. Fire limbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no. cool. we, get, we, yeah, we get Tim Kidd in the limbo. Yeah. Matt Hyde under the limbo. <laughs> so many. No. Um, yeah, so reunion will be my next kind of thing. I, I, I can't think of the top of my head, actually. Well, we'll make sure um, to put a link in the description so people can get to your website and yeah. view your uh, blogs and vlogs. Um, they can subscribe on YouTube as well. And... Subscri subscribe, blog, that. <laughs> I'm going to try and get this right. Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I don't really tweet. I thought you were. Are you on Twitter? I am. But okay. I'm under as, as my name. Uh, okay. um, and I, I've never really understood Twitter <laughs> so it's on there but yeah Facebook um, Insta and YouTube cool great well we will include the links in the description for you so that yes. everyone can find you well thank you so much for joining us on the podcast Mark I'm sure we will have you on again soon um, or if not something else at least um, but yeah thanks so much for coming on no thank you cool speak to you later thank you It was so good catching up with Mark and being able to talk to him about how he got into scouting and like lots of leaders, he like him coming in as an adult into scouting. I think it kind of helps get rid of that sort of myth that you must have scouted from beaver or cub age to be able to be a leader. Actually, anyone can do it. Anyone with a little bit of an interest in some of what as scouts we do. Well, you know, that that will help you. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting talking to him and finding out how the blog and the um, vlog as we know it developed from a podcast so you never know might get into this might expand into vlogging one day uh, <laughs> but yeah it was really interesting to him and hopefully we will have him on uh, soon and so the links to all of Mark's um, Facebook pages and Instagram are in the description. Please do check out all of his stuff because it is actually really interesting. I have pinched many a program idea from his Facebook posts. So highly recommend. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Wait, You're a Scout with Anna Skipworth. Follow us on Facebook 
Twitter and Instagram at WaitYourScout. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.